This is a digital, digital get downs get down. dramatic return. We just took the summer off, just like they do in Hollywood. That's right. Uh, we took the summer off, kind of, unofficially, unintentionally. We're back. Episode 109. It is. Not going to miss a beat. Not going to miss a beat. Um, we're here. This is going to be a bit of a uh, comeback episode. Yep. Um, we're in a new studio. We're just going to kind of spitball all the things we've been saving up that are no by longer that, relevant. By that you mean looking at our pages of notes and trying to remember if any of them mean anything anymore. Yes, and all of the upcoming things are now already out, so we're going to have a <laughs> section of things that were upcoming and are now out. My name is Bennett. I'm Heather. I'm still recovering from the Bake Off episode we just watched in which contestants were forced to make savory smorgasbord savory sandwiches in the form of cakes one of my notes was big off meat cakes <laughs> fish so cakes are worse the I fish think. cakes was worse it was i was barely controlling my gag reflex for mm. most of that section of the episode it was it was like a fear factor really crossover gross. it yeah. was it the problem for they me they also didn't show paul and prue eating a lot of no, any of them no, no. The problem for me was like the disconnect. Like if it was just fish and chips, that's fine. If mm-hmm. it was just like gross finger sandwiches, that's fine. But to frost it to and frost make it everything look like in a mayo? cake, yeah. And I, I'm gonna gag again just talking about <laughs> it. I'm gonna. Um, I feel like. What do you want to start? I just with? feel like the nation needs another podcast from us right now. <laughs> um. One of my first notes, just so for some context of how long we have been planning yeah. this episode, is what will the song of summer be? I have that on my list as well. Um, our choice was Numb Little Bug. That was that was the song of summer for all reasonable human beings. That was the song that we needed, not the Correct. song we deserved. What's the Batman? Sean Mendez is the one we deserved. Yeah. Or Harry. Uh, but now harry is too much harry's gone mm. off the rails with the don't worry darling stuff which we won't get into i did not uh understand it quite enough to to want to see the movie i didn't know it was like a a psycho what's it called psychological thriller Mm -hmm. i thought it was like a weird i don't know i thought it was just like a weird um dramatic one i thought it was like that saoirse ronan one that they keep advertising that i don't know what it's called Mm. you know what i'm talking about like a whodunity one oh yeah 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 but like nobody i don't remember the name or anything about it no i thought it was more of that vibe anyways um the other song that i like that's in that same genre of like i'm reading don't kill yourself books uh-huh. is charlene k's new song lifeline i, I really like it, it it's you must have i was dancing with it with our son okay quite a bit when we were baking the other day um can i jump in with a music topic i was just gonna jump in and say th- that almost three-year-olds are exhausting but it's not a parenting podcast so i won't i won't get into too many details but um we left our homestead in minnesota we did we're back on the east coast it involved a lot of decisions i think the most important and the best one i made was to subscribe to Sirius XM. True, they should they should sponsor us. Seriously, ap- <laughs> oh no, I didn't. <laughs> Dad jokes are just creeping up on me. Um, you know, after a decade of getting their crap in the mail and email, we had junk, like one month of it free when we bought our right, which is their car, approach, right? and then they never let you go in terms of their marketing department. 
And my biggest, basically my biggest regret about Minnesota is not getting it more. I feel like I may have liked Minnesota like a full like 33% more. If you if didn't I, have to listen to that talk radio. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a game changer for anyone who drives and is just kind of over the, um, the advertising model and the, the, the kind of the standard radio stations, iHeart radio that you come across. I think the biggest game changer is just if you drive in and out of radio zones. Like driving across the country, it was a game changer. My oldest car I ever owned had a feature where you clicked a button and you got six presets for the area you're in and no cars the, since the spoiler, then seem the Mazda to with the spoiler? yeah yeah and even like around here we're staying in a bit of a rural area i believe you'd get two stations otherwise you get like 12 but mm. like eight of them are country yeah. and like three of them are religious yeah. talk serious xm is certainly not perfect it's essentially as people have pointed out to me it's like it's just a playlist coming through your radio but to me it still feels very different than having to go into pandora or apple music and click something decisions we're Mm. so decision fatigued with Mm. with our house situation and moving and having a child and whatever that it's nice to just be able to turn it on you don't have to even think about it like Mm -hmm. you just flip through sometimes i do yell we don't pay you to talk yeah um, it's one of my favorite things that happens are a little bit too talky for me it's like we didn't i'm still baffled by when they say we're doing the top 10 songs of the day and we have six hosts to do it i think at least five of them have to be ais oh definitely the one on the 90s on the nine she's always there she's She's never not there. there yeah but yeah there's enough uh i think they they do a pretty good um you know what's the word a curation yes. of their channels where it's like there's some of like the 90s and like the pop 2k and ones yeah. i will be hit with like visceral flashbacks of songs that i've <laughs> not us, heard tell us about years. shania babe. shania twain okay so our son um really likes like shitty pop for a while his favorite girl pop hi- girl pop his favorite song was um a carly ray jepson song yep. and recently i mean if you have a child you know that you just start like singing random things at them because you get sick of repeating directions over and over so whenever i want him to come near me and he's not listening i start singing christina aguilera's come on over baby Mm -hmm. it's perfect it makes you feel less annoyed at your child come on over and i just start singing that damn well he Mm -hmm. loves that song now and i was searching for it on pandora Mm -hmm. apple music was not shit i did not like it i had not shit no that was it was terrible (laughs) i mean it was it wasn't any good not the shit shit. yeah uh you know i get my metaphors and phrases trying to keep us communicating in our marriage um I had, wait, I had it for free, and I think I used it like three times. It was not good. Mm. Um, anyway, so I was looking up Christina Aguilera. We had a great dance session the other day to her like first album, which was one mm-hmm. of the first CDs I owned. Yep. I owned the Britney Spears one where she was like coming through this, the beads, whatever that yeah, cover was. Yeah, the first was. one, or the second one, yeah. Britney Spears? Yeah. Yeah, and then I also owned the Christina was one of my first CDs. Mm-hmm. So we danced to that. There's uh, too many slow jams, though. Yeah, he Anyways. gets really annoyed at the beginning of Genie. Yes, because it's a slow fade in, and it's mm. yeah. And he's like, "What is this? Give me." I had to do a music video with family members to that song, she and the d- first minute is tough. She did mention that we should show that to him because I told her that he was oh, into go. those songs. Mm. So next time, um, anyways, then the second I was the love interest for my cousins <laughs> many, many times. You, but she's your first cousin, so you have your cousins, and then your that's a mean girl. <laughs> I got it. Well, it was a great 
whatever. That was funny. You didn't get it. Um, I was trying to remember what it was from, and I would not have in a million years have said I Mean just, Girls. I just watched I know that you scene. did. Um, Who's saying it? What was I saying? Karen. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Now. And then, uh, what's her face? Uh, Strudel Girl goes, no, honey, that's not, that's <laughs> not right. Um, so when you, when I was searching for it, we said we weren't going to make this long, and this is a 10-minute tangent about Shania Twain. Mm. We're not even to Shania Twain yet. So the next thing down was come on over the shania twain album wow now that's some ai from the 90s. i work in the tech world and man like you you're saying you search for come on and found another song with come on in the title the amazing so but it was this album the shania twain album that i had a friend in like third or fourth grade that liked this album imaginary or real real julie shout out friend of the show <laughs> not a friend of the show i've not spoken to her in how, how we many don't years know who our anonymous SoundCloud Anyways, listeners are. I went to her, her her golden birthday party, and we did tie dye, and she had a pool, and she liked Shania. I hope Twain. those were two separate activities. Yes. Okay. She liked Shania Twain, so I was like, first I need time I got invited to a pool party, I thought it was going to be billiards. I've never, <laughs> I've never really forgiven myself since then. I was like, okay, <laughs> pool party. Yeah, I think he has a billiards table in his basement. Cool. Okay. I mean, to be fair, fair, a lot of your high school hangouts with your high school friends yeah, were a pool this table. Was, I was a younger lad, but anyways. So this, so I went home and told my parents, I need the Shania Twain album. Uh-huh. We are not country people at no. all. No, Bon Jovi. Um, like Journey. 70s rock only. Mm-hmm. And we got this album. We all enjoyed it. It was like our family CD we listened to for a while in the car. And I have not listened to it since I was probably 10. And... It was like weird flashbacks when mm-hmm. I listened to it. And our child loved it. He was rocking out. Yep. We were baking. Some things just like... It was great. Like whatever that f- uh, feel of dream speech is, like it just extends through the generations. As American as baseball, Shania Twain. Yep. Is she American? I don't know. Okay. Um, do you have any other music takes? <coughs> um, music, I think... Well, I have one. But I think I have to save it till the till the end of my list because it kind of culminates my overall mental state right Got now it. about all pop culture okay. and everything in the entire universe. Okay. Are we going into newses or should I do a TV show update or should we do newses and then TV show update? TV shows we're not going to talk about together. That sounds good. On a personal note, I was, I was just going to say since the last time we podcasted, I've gotten very into poetry and very out of poetry. In and back into three. it. Yeah. Yep. Into spoken word now. You're all <laughs> about reciting the poetry, not reading it. No. You, you just don't get me sometimes. <laughs> I was burned out on books. I guess we should talk about books. Sure. And you teased me a lot. I read a book on our road trip out of Minnesota, which was in June, and I did not pick up another piece the summer off from books of literary fiction until september yeah and just like in school you took the summer off and i was i'm not fucking reading i feel like i was talking about this at the end of the last podcast but maybe Maybe. not i was just feeling burnt out on tropes in general i think i I think i did a spiel Mm -hmm. about how there has to be more that we can do um and so anyways i said you know what short stories i've had a love-hate relationship in the past but i feel like Po- there has to be something to poetry. Think about your high school classes and how much previous generations relied on poetry for not entertain, not just entertainment, not just information, but like a great blending of the two. And I said, 
you know what? I'm going to try to find some compendiums you of poetry. You're talking about poetry is boring me. And I said, <clears throat> I'm going to find these compendiums. And I looked up and there's one called The Best American Poetry. And it happened to start in the year 1988 when I was born. I read the first like, two I said stanzas. that's a sign. I bought the first mm-hmm. two. I said I'm going to read it year by year. I'm going to get a view of what what life was like in that year. Terrible. And I'm going to get some beautiful How rhyme meters. I read the first three and a half. I read the first like three and a half lines and yeah. I like fell asleep. It's tough. It's tough. I'm such a basic bitch. I much prefer like the like Instagram Shel poetry. Silverstein? No, like Instagram poetry mm. where it's like you two are made of star stuff. I'm like, I am made of star stuff. Yeah. Like I like basic bitch poems like that. I, I, I don't think that's care the market for, I want to go after. I don't care for this like AP lit poetry. No, it's bad. Yeah. And my new renaissance is more about memorization than it is about the poetry itself. Because I feel like I feel I sound it's like such a curmudgeon. Not even for me. It's just about I get a I get a little jolt of creative energy by being able to recite something. It happens with song lyrics as well. You know sure. how bad I am at song yeah, lyrics. Anyways, okay. Now we can do newses if you want. Okay. Do you want my good newses or bad newses first? Um, good newses. Okay. Um. The Don't Worry, dr- Darling drama, I'm not going to go too much into it, but my good news is that, like, Chris Pine is having mm-hmm. a little bit of a media renaissance. Um, I loved his whole vibe in the spitting video. Not, like, relative to the spitting, but I loved his vibe from his outfit and his hair in that. I just... In he, that, uh, he is... Like, his hair is giving off, like, old lesbian vibes. Mm-hmm. And he just, like... Film festival, that's He what just seems to not care, and yet also just be, like so exasperated by all the youths around him mm-hmm. and i just i love his whole vibe I feel like and I, he, I feel like the three of us could have like a good like 90 minute all that poetry like stuff that you talked about that i yep. was zoning out on he would have really been a good sparring mm-hmm. partner for you on that he's but people i vow to you this will not become another hollywood talks hollywood podcast i vow to you no matter how famous we get here we're not just gonna call in our celebrity guests and ask them how they got their start at the groundlings okay i promise okay hold me to it okay i will (laughs) i'm Um, shitting on um smartless i was trying hard to get into podcasts i was like okay i can do it there's one every week i i listen a little bit every night oh god podcasts are so bad now too i was just thinking that i I was thinking of a guest that they should have on that would be not like all their other horrible mm-hmm. guests, and now I can't remember who it was. Mm. Um, beavers are starting to reappear in the UK. <laughs> That's my other good news. Okay. They, like, have cleaned up the water enough. They and, just like, magically started have, appearing. Like, yeah, actually, like, they didn't think there were any left, and just, mm. like, they found some beavers. There must have been, like, a couple. Like, See, a, but does the world actually need beavers? Yes. They're very important for the ecosystem. They're like a keystone species. Mm. So when they like do their thing and like block off the streams and like they kind of like manage the waterways and yeah. there's different species that can flourish when they do that. What was so. that thing I read where if you like play the sound of running water to beavers, they'll start doing stuff? Yeah. Weird. Um, it's also a cute video that's been going around of a beaver. Beaver, they apparently carry their babies like, mm-hmm. like a person. Like they walk mm. on two legs and carry the babies. It's really funny. <laughs> Um, another story from the UK is that Justin Bieber. 
No. Okay. And the Haley Bieber thing, I have not been following it, so I no comment. Um, Good news is that the queen passed away. <laughs> um, Gosh, we need a separate podcast for Heather and her mother to talk about the royal family. Here's my impression of it. Well, you know, I don't really, I don't follow it that closely. No, I don't either, and I don't, I just, I don't really think about it that much. No, me either. But God, what they did to Diana, <laughs> I mean, she knew. And Megan, she knows. She wasn't going to, oh, the estate. Oh, oh, that's pretty good. Okay. Um, so there's a story that they, that people couldn't get um, drivers to slow down enough through this section of road and they planted, running over they planted wildflowers mm-hmm. they planted wildflowers on the medians and it makes people slow down people naturally s- slow down while they're driving mm-hmm. to if there's like pretty flowers and things i guess to look that's at. optimistic it was nice it was like a human nature way to slow down drivers it wasn't sure. like speed traps and more police and all that it was like just plant something nice and the medians don't look like shit and people would like naturally just slow down a little bit slow down and smell the flowers sure look at the flowers okay um probably put out like nude people on billboards too true that's not as Uh, ideas man um you have any good news this babe um no mine my number one news is i guess bittersweet in a lot of ways (coughs) mr roger federer yeah, I, was I guess the good news earlier. bit about it is that I found an illegal stream to watch his final professional match at the Laver Cup. Um, so yeah, I just need like a minute here to kind of get Memo- my feelings out. Commemorate, memorialize. Um, I kind of had a I've had a weird history with Roger Federer. I loved Pete Sampras so much as a child. Mm-hmm. Not particularly because of Pete Sampras, but Wimbledon was the only uh, tournament I watched religiously at all tennis, you know, year to year, because the Australian Open was on in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. The French Open is never has good television options in the U.S., uh, and the U.S. Open is around Labor Day, and as a cool kid, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on, a lot of parties to go to and stuff. <laughs> So Wimbledon was perfect. You'd wake up in the morning before camp or whatever, and there'd be a few good matches on. And Pete Sampras, during my childhood, was just crushing every single person except occasionally like Agassi and those those fellas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the year that Federer beat Pete and kind of surprised everyone and rose to the top like super, super quick. Yeah, I remember that viscerally. You do? No. Oh, okay. I never liked tennis until <coughs> I started dating you, babe. And I don't think I really, like, started following Roger that closely, but he was just kind of very easy to root for, especially in Wimbledon. I didn't... I kind of, like, fell out of tennis for a while. Um, I remember caring more that Rafa would lose than caring that Roger would win. I was always very annoyed because, to me, it always felt like Rafa was injured, and I hated people making excuses for like him struggling or being out or not being not having as many titles as Roger because of injuries. I that annoyed me, and I think it was a lot of prejudice about the French Open because, like I said, it just what it was hard to watch mm-hmm. on US TV. So um, I just probably had some unfair um, 
dislike of him. Sure. Anyways, flash forward to my like my comeback to tennis, which I think happened a lot in Australia because I was really excited to live in Melbourne and be able to see one of the Grand Slams live. Um, and then while we were there, it was the great year that Roger and Rafa ended up in the final together, and Roger had to pull a little bit of magic um, to beat him that year. Then we watched, we went to Wimbledon that year, and later on, Roger had that Wimbledon and just choked. So anyways, it's been a long journey, um, culminating in that match a couple weeks back, which I, I vow to myself not to be a TFO hater just because of what happened because i feel like the people who are there's there has to be some like racial uh bias involved there but for people who weren't following i'll just give a really quick recap so roger has been out for like a year and a half with uh another knee injury basically his knee is uh you know unusable at this point um, and so he was unable to participate in any of the Grand Slams this year, but he runs this exhibition tournament called the Laver Cup, and he decided that rather than pretend like he was going to try another real comeback next year, he would play one last official professional match um, at this tournament. And this is where I started to care again, because right. he asked his BFF to play with him. Right, people thought that, it meant, okay, he was going to play all of Labor Cup, which is probably, you know, four or five matches. You play some singles, some doubles. That's when people realized that his knee was, like, really, really gone because he said, I can only play one more match in my life, mm-hmm. and it has to be doubles because I can't run all over the court even. And so it was like, wow, okay, this is literally a farewell tour, a one-match farewell tour. Um, and so, yes, he pretty much demanded that Nadal come to London to play with him. Nadal's dealing with some injuries and some personal stuff of his own, so that was a big thing just for him to come and support his uh, his longtime rival and friend. They were just like such <coughs> cute frenemies. And he wanted to play with him on... And Rafa said, on the, the yes, same side of the I'll court. come play with you, and then withdrew from the rest of the tournament. So he also only came for Roger. Correct. Like he wasn't going to play. And he knew about the retirement, what did it say, like a week ahead of time, yeah. just to prepare himself for it. So anyways, the match was actually decent to watch. Roger was definitely rusty and a little slow around the court, but he had a few memorable shots. It was doubles, exhibition doubles, so it was first to two sets or else you at 1-1 one, one end up in a long tiebreaker, tie which is exactly what happened. You have Roger and Rafa playing Francis Tiafo, who just had a great run in, in the U.S. Open, and Jack Sock, who is pretty much a terrible singles player, has an amazingly hot wife, if you want to Google her real quick, Jack Sock wife. She's got great Instagram. Um... But is known as like the best doubles player, at least in America, if not the world. So it's still unclear if like Roger like picked those as his two appoint, uh, opponents. I don't know if that was really the ideal uh, matchup for him, but whatever. The match goes on, one set apiece, um, and we go to the super tiebreaker, or whatever they call it, which is first to ten. Back and forth, back and forth. Both sides have some good points, um, string some together. I believe it gets to like 9-8 on Roger's serve. Yes. Roger has a match point serve um, with a chance to go out, you know, 
with a with an ace uh and i think he faulted first and anyways to me that was the moment francis and jack sock played hard the entire match give them credit i know roger probably told them not to go easy on him and certainly didn't want them to uh i didn't particularly take issue with the couple of moments when uh sock and tfo hit some balls back towards the net at both roger faces and, right and, but that happens in doubles miss, everyone will tell miss you north carolina yeah she was like a charlotte hornets uh dance girl <coughs> um so i actually don't have an issue with the going at them because in a, in a tennis match you hit the ball as hard as you can and you can't have that precise of aim especially in doubles and like if you want to play at the net you can't really help it correct you have to play the net in doubles um anyways to me nine eight match point on roger's serve it's his tournament it's an exhibition it doesn't matter if i had been on the opposing side i would have motion to my teammate and i would have pointed to the ground and we would have taken a knee as that second serve came in and i don't care maybe in the moment roger would be, would have been like oh man you let me win but like legacy wise right and just i just think that that visual would have been amazing if they took a knee and were like this one i don't think they should have roger. taken a knee because of the connotation connotation mm. i think they should have just let it go but in london taking a knee like bowing to the king i think that would i think cool. they should have just like not moved yeah. just let it go and then gone over and shook his hand you know <sighs> who i blame who the coach oh yeah McEnroe. fucking McEnroe. Yeah. mac that's the time when McEnroe. he should have discussed it ahead of time been that's like that's what i'm saying play hard if Especially it gets to the like point the where break, yeah. the the tie breaks yeah the change of ends the yeah. change of ends right right before yeah. because it's not like he didn't have a chance the whole match right. just be like if if the moment arises like let him let him go out with glory yeah like this this tournament means nothing so a couple more points get played i think they change sides one more time and then you know rafa played a terrible match to be quite honest he was i think more he nervous than roger injured and anxious and his yeah his he just wanted in the hospital to said, um he just wanted to play well for roger and i think put a little bit too much pressure on himself so and you said his fiance's in the hospital or yeah. something and kudos to roger he was you know not um you know vindictive about it afterwards some of his quotes uh actually in recent days have been pretty cool like i think his instagram says something about like uh, i lost my last professional match i lost my last grand slam match blah 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 and he says it was a perfect fairy tale ending or something like that so he has a really good attitude about it um and in but the grand scheme of things we all hope for a fairy tale ended yeah. ending here's how mine went yeah, lost my last singles lost my last doubles lost my last team event lost my voice during the week and lost my job but still <laughs> my retirement could not have been more perfect and i'm so happy with how everything went don't overthink that perfect ending yours will always be amazing in your own way i think that's so great that he put a you spin on it at the end like he's wasn't just thinking inwardly but anyways, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, no one's going to remember the Labor Cup match, so I, I do promise not to hold any grudges, but... You know I don't like Djokovic or Murray, but that is a nice shot. Oh, they shot. had a great week. That is a nice shot of, them, of the yeah, four of them. The big four, yeah. Okay. I think you gave me much more than a minute, so... I was scrolling through <coughs> Instagram, so... Mm. And they won the cup, though? Or they didn't? Uh, I don't know. If he's saying they lost, I assume they lost. Oh, well, they're potent. That would be a cup. surprise. Yeah, no, I assume they won. Um, my 
Do you want to get into my bad newses? Yes. I'll go pretty quickly. The one mm-hmm. from this week, um, the Lizzo drama. Yeah. It's actually a good news. I'm going to spin it as a good news. There you go, babe. She, I feel like I went on this podcast when she was first getting famous to say how cool it was that she's like a professional flautist. Right. Because I feel like you often picture flute players as being like really stuffy. You? Oh, sorry. And really like uptight like white women mm-hmm. and the fact that lizzo is a large uh outgoing black woman mm-hmm. and she can like play classical she's flute. a band geek she is so mm-hmm. I, I love that i just love that she like flips the um not even flips it but you know what i mean like defies the stereotype kind of of orchestra mm-hmm. people and she got to play james madison's crystal flute which nobody even knew fucking existed no um but uh, there, there's, like, people were flipping out about, like, two seconds of her playing it at her concert. Like, mm-hmm. the curator of the Smithsonian Who set up the whole instruments, thing, yeah. whatever, like, like, initiated the whole thing and set it up and everything. And people are saying how cool it was of Lizzo on a tour to, like, take her time out to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure there's been a, a billion different opportunities of this where people have shouted at celebrities and, like, not, they mm-hmm. haven't gone through with it. So, on stage, she just played a couple notes and gave it right back. But there's a a cool video of her in the library of congress playing it Mm -hmm. and she plays like just off the top of her head like this beautiful classical piece on it and like Mm -hmm. the acoustics are really neat and she's just dressed in like jeans and a crop top and Mm -hmm. with her hair up and it's cool good for her um how valuable is your flute right now um street it could be in the smithsonian for how much longer i played it than i was supposed to it's huh. still the starter flute yeah, that you got impressive. in fifth grade. I, and I, I upgraded trumpets twice at least. I uh, played that all the way through to to twelfth grade when I graduated. Nobody called you out for that. Um, I was in wind ensemble on a technicality, so I don't think anyone really cared. <laughs> Your parents never thought you had enough of a future to justify no, the investment. I think they might have offered one year mm. if I wanted. It's not it. worth it. My dad still holds a grudge to this day that I sold a silver trumpet that he bought for me and kept the <laughs> kept the proceeds myself yeah i um well yeah that is a little bit shitty mm. um i just by the time i was in like wind ensemble and realized i probably needed a new one i was already in like 11th grade mm. and i was like i'm not gonna like play this professionally it doesn't seem to make sense to you never got invited to band in college invited to like people tried to get me to join marching band in oh, college no Good for you. Um, what was the other thing I was gonna say? You made about me lose Lizzo. It. No. Um. Oh. Um. Another good news is that mm. our son is very excited about the live-action Little Mermaid. Um. That one, like, you know, twenty-second trailer teaser or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, we watched it like. 25 times in a row and he's mm-hmm. very excited about it he does not care what little mermaid looks like he just cares that he's that she's playing the war maid song so and by then disney plus will be 45 dollars a month with commercials i want so. that to be his first in theater movie oh i d- uh, i didn't even think it was being theater it is theaters. next may i think like three and a half he'll be old enough to go see a movie like a the stars are telling us to come back babe yeah i think um the one that keeps telling us to come back is billy on the street with his he's had two little clips oh yeah for his new movie but that's mm-hmm. like rated r so i think we should maybe not bring our toddler to that i don't know matinee um bad news is mm-hmm. airbnb slave cabins yes i don't remember the rest of that but it just <laughs> sounds bad as a headline it really does um 
I would not click Jackson, that. Jackson, Mississippi. Don't want that in my search history. Um, the water issue? Uh, Airbnb slaves. I was still riffing on that one. Be separate. I'm going to my next one. Yep. It's lightning round. Um, Jackson, Mississippi. They the were water? without... Clean water? Clean water. Right. Um, James Patterson saying that the publishing industry is racist against white men now. Oh, missed that. Bullshit. Um, John Krasinski narrating the Born in China series on Disney Plus. B O U R N E. Jason Bourne. No, John Krasinski. Born in China. There's like a, about pandas and shit. Okay, I was gonna say, is it a documentary? It's a nature thing? documentary narrated by John Krasinski. Hmm. Why? Why not Constance Wu? His or career. Someone who's yeah, actually. I get Chinese. where you're going. Yeah, he's got a weird career. Um, She Hulk. <sighs> Full sentence. I tried to watch it. Oh, did you successfully give it up? Um, I just don't care Nothing about it. Nothing makes me happier than when you abandon TV shows, babe. I abandon TV shows left and fucking right. I, um, uh, it, it was fine. We love Tatiana Maslany. That's why I wanted to give it a try. I really love Tatiana and I, I'm happy for her that she signed a contract for a million Literally seasons Literally every this. single actor has to be in the universe. Yeah, but it's, uh. Is it a procedural? The do they do a case each week? Kind of. The first episode, she like starts out as a lawyer and she's like, let me tell you how we got here. Mm-hmm. And then does a full episode backtrack. And it's all just like her dicking around with Bruce Banner, who's her cousin. Wait, does uh, what's his face actually show up? Yes. Hmm. Um, Need some cash? I did not like that first episode. It's all just like superhero junk. It's like, you're here for this not to be a typical superhero show. And then they right. just make it a superhero superhero episode mm-hmm. super help superhero episode <laughs> it's coming next year <laughs> probably so then it finally gets into like her doing her lawyery shit mm-hmm. but i don't even like lawyer shows to begin with i no. never watched ally mcbeal was that a lawyer show <laughs> it was yeah um law and order i've always fucking hated mm. um what's other lawyer show boston uh boston legal never i enjoyed on occasion that. you watched that with your old newspaper people literally that was law people. and order they wow. watch it every night anyways um so for me it's like you're combining two of my like not favorite mm-hmm. genres superheroes and lawyer shows so it's like lawyer procedural but with super heroes like lawyer show yeah yeah it sounds um, bad so i i support the concept of like using superhero characters and not having it just be another superhero up and down the same beats Mm -hmm. so i appreciate that they're trying to do like a kind of comedy 80s sitcom kind of thing but i don't even like the way they the way they executed it like she does Mm -hmm. a lot of like look at the camera and top break the fourth wall thing Mm -hmm. I, i watched a couple episodes it hooked me in for a minute and then i got bored of it again okay um random tv shows oh wait i'm going to just go with tv shows as i'm rolling here yeah should have gone a different order but that's okay um random tv shows that i've started watching and have not finished um partner track i haven't i haven't watched you watch that one, on netflix i've only watched maybe two episodes it has um arden cho who is on teen wolf okay the asian um the asian girl she was she was korean she was the uh Kinitsu, what would you call it? The Korean. Yeah, I think I don't know who you're the, talking about. The fox. Hold on, it's really gonna bother me. Hmm. Anyway, so it's but again, a fucking lawyer show. Oof. It's a lawyer show, um, and it's like the 
the first episode was all just like this is a lawyer show so we're gonna throw in a lot of lawyer terms Mm -hmm. like every like it looked like they were just like going through the wikipedia page of of like sustained yeah like literally (laughs) it it was just they were like well this this like they it was Mm. just lawyer jargon to the point that i like tuned out because it was just boring so they were like trying so hard to be like we really know what we're doing in this lawyer show that it just i don't know so that one wasn't great i don't know if i'm gonna finish watching that um also the person that she's supposed to have this like great chemistry with Mm -hmm. um he did not do it for me kitsune kitsune Mm -hmm. which is like a trickster fox yep um Rutherford Falls we started to watch because people said it was good and I just couldn't handle that. show that I would love to have loved. I couldn't handle the Ed Helmsy of it. No. So I think if we really get bored we could go back. I did ask someone who would recommend it and she said the first couple episodes are a little rough as they're trying to set it up and then it Mm. gets much better and I don't know if I'm here for that. I don't know if I'm here for that. The one we watch together. We need to get Hulu back so we can watch Reservation Dogs. Okay. Because I watched the first one, mm-hmm. and it was mildly interesting, and um, I hear it gets even better, and they just came out with God's three, Favorite so. Idiot. Can we successfully drop oh, that yes, one please. as well? I couldn't. I will watch just about anything Melissa Mar- McCarthy has done, <laughs> and that was my limit. That was... Not there's good. just no plot, and the characters don't make any sense. No. And I don't get it. Very low budget. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Miss Marvel... I watched the first episode. I, I, I always think you're talking about Miss Maisel. No. Every time you <laughs> say. Marvel. Watched the first episode and I went, uh, I was like, superhero tropes. again? No. <laughs> I was like, oh, superhero tropes. I gave it up. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to give it one more shot. Mm-hmm. This is the um, Muslim teenager? Yes. I watched um, a couple different thing, Indian media pieces. I read mm-hmm. Dr. Dill. Um, which was a book that wasn't great. And then I watched a movie, Indian Matchmaking, that was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, I'm going to give Miss Marvel one more shot. And I ended up really liking the second half of it. Um, it was a weird, like, pace, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, every time you thought that was going to be, like, the, the last plot bit, they, like, mm-hmm. completely shifted to a different thing. Gotcha. I ended up really liking it. And I learned a lot. Okay. I didn't know anything about the partition um, I think I was talking about this with my parents the other day mm. about like history I didn't know um, of when the British like left their occupation of India and that's how it was split into Pakistan and India and there was like horrific bloodshed and massacres mm-hmm. uh, when they pulled out and uh, it was just hor- it was horrifying I didn't know about it the, the amount of people that died and were displaced mm. and I just didn't know anything about it I'd never ever learned about it before mm. Um and I mean, I took AP Euro, but I guess they just skimmed over the whole colonizing bit. Yep. So um, I enjoyed the show as it was. And I also learned a lot. Um, randomly started watching Heartbreak High the other day. The one you were sitting watching, the New Zealand mm, um, I did not high school that. show. I don't know if I'll go back to that. It was kind of a combination of Never Have I Ever, which I did just finish season three. I'll get back to that. And mm-hmm. Sex Education very strange i kind of liked the acting like i liked the characters in it but yeah, i didn't I got really strong like sex education vibes so many freaking shows have that same vibe and it so annoys me 
Yeah, it's, it's really not annoys me. My favorite. You never, you didn't like that Beanie Fielder movie either, whatever no. her name is. Um, I did finish season three of Never Have I Ever. Watched the first couple episodes. More Mac and Roll. I yes, I did not really like the whole arc with um, Paxton. I think they kind of realized, oh, it's kind of boring if she just gets the hot guy she's been dreaming of. Mm-hmm. So they went the like my mad fat area reroute where she is like too insecure mm. about it and it ruins the relationship but like my mad fat diary did it better this seemed a little forced she I, the show i think had too strong of an idea of like where they wanted to go in it mm-hmm. and it a lot of it felt really forced to like push to the plot points they wanted to get to mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah so i really i ended up liking the second half of it um but it was a little bit clumsy the way that like they got from point a to point b to point c sure. um the other random one i started watching i'd never even heard of before but it's called in the dark it's about this really um like i think i'm gonna get into up. horror films us me oh okay you can do that completely <laughs> on your own um i can't even watch the commercials for yeah. the horror films like literally i can't in the dark is about this really like messed up blind girl uh-huh. in like a you're the worst kind of way where she's just like a disaster mm-hmm. um and she's blind and her she has like a uh, dark got it yeah she has a at first i thought she was just pretending to be blind because she was like really the worst, the worst. she's actually blind and mm. also the worst um so she has this friend of hers who is like a drug dealing kid like he saved her life one time mm-hmm. when she was out by herself and got mugged and somebody was like gonna kill her and he saved her life mm-hmm. so she, they were like had this weird like friend mentor kind of relationship mm-hmm. she goes to find him at their normal meeting spot and she Uh-oh. finds his dead body this is in the first episode she senses his dead body yes. with her other senses she the her dog her mm-hmm. her dog is freaking out and she goes over and she finds him and she feels him and she feels his face and mm-hmm. like his coat that he usually wears or whatever so she freaks out calls 911 drug deal gone bad goes um and the police come so we think and she goes home and whatever and the police come to interview her and they go back and the body's not there Whoa. it's gone so nobody believes her because mm. she's blind and they said you didn't see it mm. so they go it could have been anybody it could have been anything we don't we like you don't even count as a witness basically because they're saying and then it fades to black is that the, how the episode ends cut oh no oh i was gonna say that would um, be a good ending her parents or adoptive parents run a like dog sightseeing dog um uh-huh. foundation or whatever um puppy mill no the opposite <laughs> of puppy mill. um anyway so she is now trying to like solve so this murder there's a lot there well i watched like three episodes she's trying to solve his murder but his cousin mm-hmm. uh, the kid who died his cousin was the actual like drug dealer and we can't tell Kingpin. if he because he's like he seemed kind of surprised and shocked kind of? that like he's like oh he's just away he's the like whatever and so he seemed kind of shocked when like she had some like sh- she found his phone and mm-hmm. whatever um but then the end of the last episode i watched he goes to into jail to visit someone and says like she's not going to be a problem i'll take care of her oh, so you kind of have this in between like he's not really like work he's not really like helping her but you you kind of think that's just because she went to the cops and is working with the cops and he doesn't yeah. want to be involved with the cops mm-hmm. but now it's like did he actually have something to do with his cousin 
being murdered? Did he know? All right. Tropey, but with a new twist. So tropey with a new twist. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it won't be as the good as The Wire, but... <laughs> that's just one of those shows everyone always is like, it's not as good as it The is, Wire. Babe. Um Will I get bored of the show and not go back to it? Probably. But um, Call the Midwife season 13. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not as into it as I was. I think, like, the, the moment no. has kind of, kind of... I heard Mature Jenny the other day. <laughs> She hasn't been on the show in like eight fucking seasons and she's still the voiceover. How does she even know what's happening? Um, I'm not, Spirit, I, I kind of like lost my flow with the show. Hmm. It's still... Sorry to hear that, baby. You were so okay. excited for it to it's come okay. back. It's um, okay. Now, we didn't didn't watch a lot of live summer TV. We missed The Chase. You were all riled up because The Chase, the game I show... copied the Australian show, which, which copied, copied the British the show. show. Yeah. Actually, I, I think the Australian that- one was the British show. Uh, no, they had an Australian okay. one eventually. I did write a lot of bad Australian and New Zealand movies as one of yeah, my you have seen watched. those. Yeah. Um, so I assume the chase died out. Same for Claim to Fame, which I read <laughs> today. I feel like it didn't have a lot of legs. No, this was the reality. Was it a dating show? Unclear. Where everyone, everyone on the Love Island was new vaguely of, re- related, <laughs> famous person, but only some of them did was it also a guessing game of who was lying maybe i'm conflating two things no i think it was just um you didn't they you couldn't find out who they were related to and that was how they lost (laughs) did we talk about the brother and sister one yet the brother and sister dating one the sibling dating one you're going to the wrong website babe no (laughs) there's a dating show where you have to like your sibling is there with you the whole time i've not heard about that um that sounds funny though i have to go on the, the dates with <laughs> yes they go on the dates with you the after parties i didn't get that far i'm game for that i need like a crap reality show surviving summer you watched part of that the let me wait one? for a minute but i have no recollection it's a really bad title the surfing one. yeah okay i watched like three minutes of it yeah. um i only started watching it because sometimes I just miss Australia and there's so much shitty Australian and New wait, Zealand wait, movies. Wait, what was the one with the two brothers? Summer I Turned Pretty. That's the <laughs> other one I have on here. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. So Surviving okay. Summer was like this bad girl gets kicked out of school and her mom is like too important to hang out with her and sends her to her hometown in Australia, the mom's hometown. Mm to her friend that she hasn't spoken to in like 20 years yeah she's like here's my kid that's a weird trope yeah it's in other stuff where it's like you're gonna head back to where i grew up so anyways this girl goes and she's like the least interesting part of the show Mm -hmm. i don't know why they even needed her i think it could have been an interesting show just this like small town dynamics of this australian town Mm -hmm. it was a fictitional town fictitious fictitious town Mm. um but it was filmed on the great ocean road in australia Right, which we've we were been always to very really excited enjoyed. when you yeah, brought that up. Yeah, it was yep. in part of it was like in Turkey and the other places we've been. Turkey. Um, so the actual like locals dynamic was interesting. It was like competitive surfers, mm-hmm. and one of them has been injured, and the other one like her mom died. Any sharks and, in the show? Um, no. So the act the surfing team dynamics was really interesting, and like being a Johnny Tsunami super fan, I think you would have enjoyed that aspect yeah. of it. But the, the actual girl was just, like, a plot device the whole time. Like, she was... It was just really poorly done. Like, mm-hmm. she just had absolutely no um, personality of her own. It was all just, like, 
um, character flaws to yeah. create drama to like keep the show moving forward. Yeah. Like they couldn't figure out how to do the show without having like a plot device character. Yeah. Whatever. It was fine. I actually finished it. Good for you. And the summer I turned pretty. That's the one you're talking about with the brothers. It had a weird weird vibe to it. A weird vibe. It had very good, like, summer. Mm. Like, the show of the summer, you know? Summer Mm -hmm. vibes where it was, like... It was all just, like, rich people in summer houses Mm -hmm. at a beach town. It was supposed to be, like, Martha's Vineyard or somewhere, I think. Right. Um... Yeah, it was very strange. I don't know why, like, brothers is always a trope. Mm-hmm. In this book that I really liked earlier in the summer called Every Summer After, it was like, the perfect book for 80% of it. And then... Perfect I, book. Wow. Very nearly the perfect YA summer book. And then the last ending also had to do with brothers romantically, and it just really ruined it. And this this TV show was kind of the same. I was watching it like you would watch Gossip Girl or something, and it's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck are these dumb rich people doing? But it's just... The, Did it work out okay for the Asian kid working at the restaurant? Um, I don't really remember. Okay. Um, apparently he was kind of made up. Some of the characters were made up compared to the book. It's a series Oh, of I books. thought you meant like they were ghosts. No, no, no. I did just read a book, though, that actually fooled me with the she was a ghost the whole time thing. Usually I can see that real early on. What book was it? I just read a review of someone talking about a book like that. I don't... Spoiler alert. The Sugar Queen? I don't think it was that book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Summer I Turned Pretty was weird, mostly because the main love interest... He was like super like sulky angsty oh, yeah, teen the, the whole time guy, yeah. and you like, what was the big twist that he that the mom had cancer and wasn't right. telling anyone i thought he like killed a man <laughs> i thought he caught his dad killing someone mm. like i thought it was real dramatic and it turns out it was just that he knew his mom was sick right and couldn't share it with other well, people. why couldn't there's no reason he couldn't he share brood it. yeah brooding yeah. is a very specific yes thing. so i just that really ruined it for me yeah i was um, watching that episode yeah the, all the episodes it could have been any of the episodes he was right. just like in the background angsty the whole time <laughs> um okay babe keep it moving okay i i hate the fact that we have to save our tv show for the next one so we have a full time to dedicate it i've so many feelings about, about severance. severance yeah so people listening i'm episode. sure it will be months until we do our next one you have mm-hmm. time to catch up mm-hmm. it's only one season 10 episodes right nine yeah, episodes. nine i think yeah weird um i wouldn't recommend it necessarily <laughs> but if you'd like to follow along you have time to catch up and mm-hmm. watch severance um because it will be spoiler heavy yes i ugh. There's also, if we want to do a special episode, there's a Spider-Man, the last movie, extended cut. That movie that was already, like, an hour and a half too long. Did we watch it? Remember how bad that Spider-Man, we watched it at home? Where they bring back Jamie Foxx and Green Goblin and everyone. We did an episode on that, didn't we? Yeah. Yes. Um, And that was the one that I was like, I really want to watch it. And then it came out to, like, finally see it and it was not good. Uh, we have to decide if we're going to do a whole Thor. episode for Thor and um, Heartstopper, I realized, too. It was the first mm. thing we finished when when we moved. Mm. I don't think we have it in us to do those quick tonight. Um, Thor, definitely not, because I don't fucking remember it. Mm. Heartstopper, I don't have a lot of thoughts about. 
I really didn't like the first couple episodes, and then it grew on me. It was my take. It's, um, it's cute. I can see why people would just, like, watch it as, like, a comfort show. Yeah. It was a little too fluffy for me. I think the show did a pretty good job of trying to, like, make it a, a little bit more plot heavy. Because mm-hmm. um, the books are pretty fluffy. And, and by that, I mean, I love them, That's the graphic good word novels. For them. Yeah. But they are just, like, very, like, tooth-achingly sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, the TV show did a good job of, like, balancing that a little bit with a little bit more, like, drama and darkness so that... Spreading some some focus around to some of the other characters. Yeah, well, true. Too. Yep. So I, I liked how they did that. I don't think it was, like, the perfect show. Like you said, it was the beginning. The couple first couple episodes were a little shaky. But it was definitely very cute, and I could see, like, re-watching it. Mm-hmm. It's very short and um, just a nice overall happy vibe mm-hmm. but it does have that british schoolboy thing that you yep. don't always like mm. um thor i don't even remember it so we're going to, need to save that for next time yes ma'am um i know i was very excited for that movie which i don't say that about any things you in the have marvel universe. many times said you would never watch a marvel one again and you were the one who said let's go see that movie yep. and it was our first return to the theater it I, was i built it up a lot we, it was I like have a our tendency to do. We had like a nice little like matinee, matinee date. Yeah. Um, and the recliners were great. The seats was the best part of the situation, which mm-hmm. is not what you want to say about a movie. Um, you don't want to do it in seven minutes right now. I don't remember it. You go ahead. I mean, you have you just compare the emotions of watching it. Like, how often do I stop on Ragnarok, Ragnarok on Pluto or random or random cable? Like, that's a funny movie. And you stop on it. It's not me. There's right. plenty of the movies that I stop and watch The first half is very good. I don't care once they get on the ship, really. Yeah. Um, and so... When I heard an interesting mm. theory about the the kind of... It's probably giving these people more credit than, than what they're worth, but mm. the it talks about how, like, the first movie was narrated by Jane, right? The first movie. Yeah, okay. Thor. Yeah. The second one was narrated by Loki. Yeah. The sure. third one was narrated by Thor. Four. Yeah. Which is why it like changes tone so yeah. much because it's very goofy and yeah. and then the fourth one, this one, was narrated by Korg. Which is why it had such a different vibe. Yeah. Okay. So I don't I think that's given it a little too much credit. Yeah. But I did like that lens of looking at it and yeah. that's why the narration changes a little bit. Um oh yeah, that the butcher guy. I was gonna oh, say there's God. a few just a few points I wanted to hit on. So I thought actually, um, why am I blanking the on villain. his name now? Christian Bale? Yeah, Christian Bale, I think, probably gave... I'm not looking at that. I pulled that out. Yeah. <laughs> gave more of an effort than he probably needed to, mm. to get his payday. Um, I think he, I think he was the highlight of it, but his character was very odd. Yeah. I still can't get over that the characters we had were Thor. Gore. Gore. And Super Thor, what was her name? the lady thor thor thunder lady i don't remember it was like ultra thor or something i don't know um <clears throat> he's the god mighty thor mighty thor he's the god butcher i think he only butchers one god on screen which is in the yeah. cold open of the whole movie um also i did not like that cold open i didn't think it was necessary this is my thought now i remember yeah i didn't i think it would have been more interesting if he just went into it and there was a mysterious villain and then yeah. he gave his backstory later I feel like that was like either a dis- reminded me like of like some of like the Wonder Woman cold opens where it's like 
just a totally different color scheme vibe to the rest of the yeah. movie and the, it, it was, almost felt like it was added in after mm. when they were like we don't have enough origin like, yeah origin story here or like the tension you take away the tension of the ending if you yeah. get the backstory so it almost felt like they like moved it or something um jane's hair was so bad her natalie hair portman was bad? her thor wig oh yeah that was bad like they tried to make her look very like dolled up as yeah. Thor, and like her whole vibe just did not work for me in this no, movie. No, you know I find her to be a sweetheart in general, Natalie. And yeah, her uh, they gave like her character almost too much um, sort of emotion behind it with her own cancer story. And, and the just... Tessa Thompson was underutilized. She oh, was yeah. hardly in it. Yeah. And I also thought there should have been some sort of, like, thruple situation. Mm -hmm. I think it was, like, heavily implied that her mm -hmm. and Tessa were, like, getting kind of close in mm -hmm. the Viking village. Mm -hmm. And I think it would have been much more interesting if they made that a little bit more explicit. Um, I, I was there for the humor, and the humor did not land for me. No, the goats, goats weren't stood funny. out. The Zeus wasn't Zeus that bit funny. stood out as not funny. Um... And yeah, it just didn't have the same spark. I think the movie made a ton of money, but I think it was kind of a referendum on I, Mr. Watiti's brand a little bit. I Maybe I'm defending Taika too much, but mm -hmm. I felt kind of like the script was like half written and he came in and like tried to put some humor in it and stuff. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok felt like he wrote it from start to finish and had a lot of editorial decision. Like... Mm -hmm. uh, decision-making power yeah this one felt almost like two movies put together or something it didn't feel very cohesive like the jane has cancer part and then mm -hmm. the god guy and then the korg parts and like i don't know right. it just didn't feel like ragnarok was a weird ass movie but it felt like it flowed the whole right. way through it's one of those movies where yeah you had the like the opening scene of like um thor on that spigot thing yeah and like you feel like the whole movie is just like a continuation from there yeah uh and this one yeah totally not there were we had some issues that i remember about the you know the scenes with christian bale where like they're seeing through the children or whatever like that yeah. was sort of plot holy I and think. also then like thor kept being like this is our plan children but you know the guy is listening yeah. so why would you be telling your plan and then and then the ending oh, with marvel has such a i'm not the first person to yeah. say this but has such a problem with women superheroes and just spoilers here i guess but just like fucking killing them off like, oh i was talking about off. Didn't, weren't we really complaining about the ending where oh, what happens they get to the magic door at the end and gore has yes, to make the decision and there was no reason like, like the, he could have made the decision to to save his daughter Correct. or whatever and he didn't i f honestly forget what happens all i remember or is walking he was out gonna being kill like the gods but then he saved his daughter yeah all i remember is walking out being like that movie could have instead of been about no this was mm, my issue with yeah. it thor could have made a wish too right wasn't it just anyone who made it through the door could make yeah, a wish? I think so. So why wouldn't he wish? It got to the Wonder Woman 1984 where it was yes, like, yeah, wishes against wish, wishes. Then, yeah. But I just remember walking out and being like, if they had not gotten bogged down with um, Thor, Mighty Thor, dealing with their relationship drama, this movie could have like said really interesting things about parenthood. It had a really strong parenthood theme 
in both what the villains and the and the heroes. Yes. And it did and not land that at all. Part? The very cold clothes or whatever you call the it. The, no, the kids like Thor turning the kids into superheroes right. to fight the guy. Yeah, like so all those kids get pulled away from their parents seem that as well. About the kids. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. I think it could have had a very strong theme of what we do for our children kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And instead, it was this like not funny, not emotional even thing with Thor and Jane. Right. And it was like, literally you went to the bathroom, but there was like a ten minute um montage of their of how their relationship fell apart which like wasn't even funny the they um, didn't even know who broke up with who it's like come it, on what is this it reminded me of the, um one of the one of the um end of an avengers end game or whatever with like the bless you for trying to remember those films the, the witch scarlet witch and the um <laughs> ultron and when he like gets when he like tries to save them and he like f- gets floated away and she cries and i'm like i'm supposed to feel sad here mm-hmm. but i don't actually like have any connection to their relationship it was just like forced sadness right and that's how i felt people in this will be movie like too. well in the comic you felt it so yeah right that's how i felt in this movie too with the emotions <coughs> that just felt really forced of like like you you have to feel something here you're mm-hmm. supposed to be sad but they didn't really earn it it was like unearned i'm glad we got that and just thing. she did not need to go back at the end no i just she i just did not like her whole arc and the decision making and the 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 guilt i don't know i didn't enjoy it all right i got my one last big I thing and then do you have upcoming the imdb like rating mm. um of the so fours 6.4 was what um love and thunder got mm-hmm. and i wanted to see if i could a find shade too high the i think one. ragnarok will be like a 7.9 <laughs> nice you're gonna have to edit that out what the fuck was the other one called why can't i find it ragnarok i bet 7.9 maybe even 8.1 i think 7.9 so 6.4 mm-hmm. was Thor Love and Thunder. Thor Ragnarok was 7.9. Wow. Folks. And soon we won't have to use IMDb because Screen Digits screen is coming digit, in the next digit, 12 months, digit, I promise. Screen Digits. Screen. Is that our ad for this week? Sure. Screen Digits coming soon-ish. Yep. Um, I do have some upcoming. So what okay. was your last note? <sighs> my last note i've been rehearsing this a, a few times in my head it, every night before i go to bed is it a poem ba- i want it to come <laughs> out as poetic as possible july 4th 2022 i'm sitting on this couch surrounded by family members oh yeah okay we live in a town here where fireworks are outlawed yeah so I said, I will turn on the TV. I will just try to get... Oh, I know where you're I've going. had... Yeah. You know, last year was an important 4th of July. I will have you know, he's opening for pentatonics as we speak. <laughs> last year was an important 4th of July. I think that was when um, Hamilton came out, or maybe the year before, on Disney+. Plus. Yes, a couple years and ago. And we watched yeah. it, and I was like, wow. Not only does this not like resonate with me right now like i'm a little bit grossed out about how much i and other people 
just love this show for what we thought it was and didn't even like couldn't even put into context just a couple of years before sure <clears throat> so this fourth of july we find the fireworks um the boston one had shaka khan and like just a real weird, weird blend magic. of yeah boston pops type stuff and just bragging about people waiting in line and it just it wasn't doing it for me between covid and the forced patriotism mm -hmm. it, it was yeah so I flip up a couple channels and I land on what I think was a replay of a 3rd of July event from Washington, D.C. Yes. And Darren Chris is on stage. Yeah. Darren Chris is giving 111%. But it's just not working. It's not starting with the outfit could you look up a picture of the outfit oh gosh um i'll try it was a medley it was the songs i know one of them uh it was a medley it was no original tunes and i would like to say that darren used to be like affectionately known mm -hmm. for messing up the lyrics to his own songs yeah. pretty often but that was like in a dive bar mm -hmm. oh god the shirt <laughs> it was polka dotted pants the pants is what the i remember shirt so far looks like blues yeah. clues <laughs> it does blues look like clues those looking. are polka dotted purple yeah. pants underneath um, list long time listeners. Strangely enough, I cannot find the pants. Yeah, see, he's scout. He's killed oh, it off the no, internet. Here they are. Oh. They were the most ill-fitting pants I've ever seen. Is that a quote, or that's from you? That's just my. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly the point that I'm getting to there with the choir behind him. Um, folks who have listened to this podcast for a long time know I have many hot takes about Darren Chris's career. I think he zagged where he should have zigged. Yeah, I, I don't bring that into this forum. I don't judge people. I judge the name of this kid. Um, I think I think he made some poor choices. I think is, he just couldn't commit to a to a lane. He is, wanted to do everything. Is his manager, um, Ricky? Ricky? I just I gotta involved? talk to Ricky. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Um, I think he could have been... I think he should have used Glee in a lot of ways. Like, I, I totally get what Chris Colfer did, and I think Chris Colfer... He did what Compared he to a to lot do. of other people who left Glee, I think Chris Colfer certainly did it right. I think Darren had a chance to trampoline, and for whatever reason, didn't do it. Anyways. He couldn't decide what he wanted to do. Did he want to be a serial killer? Did he want to be a pop star? Anyways, we're here on the 4th of July, and I'm like, looking at my wife... Who was who's been obsessed with Darren Chris like a third of her life, just in terms of number of years? Me? Yeah, sure. and I was like, I found this for you. This is gonna be fucking amazing. And he gets to the third song of the medley, I think, and he's trying to do Queen, I believe, flying at the speed of Which light. Which he did on Glee. Oh, he did. Don't stop me now. Yep. And I have never seen. A celebrity trying so hard but having such a difficult time playing the instrument singing the right lyrics and 
trying to trying to convince the crowd to give back some energy and it's like an afternoon like he elderly was like running, washington trying to get them he to do was the running so much he was messing up the lyrics a lot and, and then he got back to that way. piano that picture you were showing me he was like out of with breath. a choir behind me totally out of breath and it for me the, he even had the tempo was off oh, yeah. with the piano and his voice and the choir. Like they for weren't, me, it was like the end of a celebrity era, at least for me, where I was just like, some of these people don't try hard enough. Some of them try too hard. This world is just a mess, and this is what we deserve now, is kind of how okay. I felt. I think we shut it off before it even ended. Okay. Okay. The superhero we deserve, not the I'm one I'm glad I got that out. Thank you. Um, my upcomings, half of them are irrelevant at this point, uh, but here we go. Past comings, no? Um, yes. Pod meets world. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, don't know. Did you hear the drama about pod meets world? So it's a Wait, podcast. let me guess. Let me guess. It's similar to every other podcast now, which is uh, the medium famous people from a sitcom talking about that show afterwards. Kind of. It's like the three of the girls? leads. It's mm. um, Ryder Strong, Topanga, whatever her name is, Daniel Fischel, Daniel Fischel. and um, um, Savage, Eric. Oh, Will 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 Friedle. Yeah. Um. So not the boy. The rest of the meets the world right. cat. The the rest of so it is the three mm -hmm. the three of the four leads. Mm -hmm. Um. But they. So had I said it. to myself, Kyle. <laughs> I call myself. That's what I call myself. <laughs> um. So. Are they doing rewatch? Is that kind of podcast? No. Mm. But Kevin, um, Kevin McHale and Jenna Ushkwitz are restarting their Glee rewatch podcast. Restarting note. their rewatch? They did it with Naya to start with. Hmm. I still, her story still makes me so sad. Hmm. Rest in peace, Naya. Um, anyways, Pod Meets World. There's drama They here? Well, they, Angela. Yeah. They she had they had her on to interview and had a little bit of like a heart to heart about like some of the racism she endured yeah, on I the show. I remember some headlines. I forget and if it was before or after. So this. she she told them that the director or executive producer or someone mm -hmm. told her that the rest of the cast did not want her in the final season or in the finale or whatever, hmm. and that they felt like she was like being distracting and pulling focus and not a team player and whatever, and that they didn't want her. Oof. And the hosts of the podcast seemed shocked by that uh -huh. and said, we never would have said we didn't want you on it. Hmm. Um, and they like apologized for not like stepping in when and for saying racist stuff. And they mm -hmm. went through some examples of like racist stuff that they said and apologized for some of that and basically said, we didn't know any better. We're sorry. We wish we treated you better, but said we absolutely did not say we did not want you on the show anymore like even if we had problems with you we wouldn't have said like we don't want that person on the show um so wow so angela i forget her actress's name mm. has been very outspoken yep. about her not so good experience on the show mm. um so it was interesting having her um so yeah i didn't actually listen to the full episode but i listened to some so the podcast didn't listen basically um <laughs> angela moore no that's no, trina that's not her name. trina mcgee mm -hmm. um anyways rise a disney plus basketball movie mm -hmm. you said we, we should watch, watch it yeah um league of their own tv show i've watched mm -hmm. most of that i don't mm -hmm. think i ever finished it um 
It's okay. It's like the queerest show I've ever watched. Mm. It's basically the L word, the historical mm-hmm. version. Makes sense um, for softball, right? Not a stereotype. I was very skeptical at first. Well, that's that's the point of the show is how many of them were queer and how they were not allowed to be queer mm. and how the um, the league actually got rid of them that were too like queer coded or too butch looking or mm-hmm. whatever like they had to have a certain like makeup standards and that's why they had to wear skirts and stuff was mm-hmm. because they didn't want it to appear to be queer mm-hmm. um i struggled a little bit at first because it's darcy D- D- Ar- darcy whatever from the good place oh yeah um as one of the darcy Ar- main characters mm-hmm. um she really sold me though she's amazing on it she's actually a really good actress mm-hmm. and then it's the girl from broad city um sure. abby whatever she's just okay her acting's like not quite up to snuff i don't think but mm-hmm. she is kind of supposed to be like the slightly naive gullible like um like she has that she does have the right vibe for that yeah it's just kind of strange because they have they tried really hard to show like the racism in the league like mm-hmm. like even though they were trying to be like feminist they were not uh very uh, they were not about equality at all um and i thought that was just kind of going to be a throwaway in one of the first episodes and instead they kept following Hmm. the the black woman who did not get on the team Mm -hmm. like wasn't even allowed to try out and it just to me it i I like the effort there but it felt a little bit disjointed because Mm -hmm. i mean i get the point it's all about her all the different ways she like fails at playing baseball because she's a black woman Mm -hmm. and the misogynoir what do they call it when you're like specific discrimination against black women Hmm. misogynoir i think okay like misogyny but noir anyways um so yeah the show feels a little choppy the last episode i watched i literally had to like take a step away from for a little bit because it was like the bad episode that i was anticipating happening where like Mm -hmm. they all got caught at a gay club and Uh um one of them got beat up by the police and it was the rest of it kind of like skated around the bad things that could happen and as we're watching the episode i'm like this is not going to end well and it did not so i I think i only have one or two episodes left of it it is not what i expected i appreciate that they definitely want a different angle from the movie Mm -hmm. um nick offerman was in it as the coach okay um as the tom hanks character yeah tom hanks yeah um different vibe again but it was interesting to see him in it i will finish it i'm not going to say it's one of my favorite shows but i i did appreciate that they purposely focus on a lot of things that the original movie kind of avoided or skated over like the look forward to your screen digits full review um star trek nickelodeon i forget star trek nickelodeon i think they're doing like a cartoon cartoon Mm um matilda the musical the the movie they're doing matilda a movie the musical, musical the movie on tv no not one of those dumbass tv ones like they're actually making a matilda the musical movie mm-hmm. i don't know if it's going to be like closer to the original but with songs or closer mm. to the stage play Probably the stage the stage play, play was like fine when we saw it i don't remember loving it loving mm-hmm. it but we'll see bros out now billy eichner i mentioned that right yep um cars on the road i'm still mad about this and it came up at work the other day and i told them my wife has hot takes on this and people were like what the fuck are you talking about it's so okay so our son likes the movies the cars movies just like any other toddler he's 
loves cars and trucks and mm-hmm. all that. Um, he also loves the Little Mermaid. So uh, it's not just cars and trucks. But mm-hmm. so I was really excited that Cars on the Road because he's old enough now to have a lot of opinions on what we're watching on TV. And I just want to watch something that's not going to, like, suck my soul out of my body every time I turn it on. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Cars on the Road sounds perfect. It's a Cars series. He loves the little shorts, the Pixar shorts that have the Cars characters in them. Right. And I was, But they're, like, two minutes long each, and they don't autoplay. So I constantly am, like, searching for the next one. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Cars on the Road, a series. It'll be just like that. It'll be perfect. Fucking horrible. We didn't get two minutes into it before he was scared and we had to turn it off. The first, it's it's all just, it's such like an adult show. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to be like wink, wink, nod, nod for the adults. Biggest issues. It's, it was too scary for my toddler. Yeah. The first one was Jurassic, like Jurassic World, basically. And they like get sent back too far in time and yeah. get chased by angry dinosaur cars. And my kid was flipping out and I had to shut it off like two minutes in. Yeah. One of the other ones, I guess, is based on The Shining. <laughs> like uh, i'm telling you whoever they trusted cars 2 with they were like here have another crack at it cars 2 was really bad it's a bad movie. i thought you were exaggerating about no. how bad it was it's really it's bad, bad cars 3 was pretty good yeah cars 2 horrible mm-hmm. i would watch the cars 3 was arguably more interesting than the first cars yeah i was gonna say i can't do the cars one anymore especially when he gets to the town the characters just don't do it for me yeah side bits um i'll I'll, if anyone from pixar disney is listening they are all us parents want Mm -hmm. is just a show with some of the cars characters just dicking around with like a little bit of plot enough to keep the kids interested i don't need it to be like a retake of a remake of some classic thing for the parents i don't want to watch this correct I want my child Put to be engaged in it. Put some good music in the background. Good music in the background. They don't even have to be the same voice actors. They can be cheap imitations. Yeah. I just want an actual calming road trip series. Like one for every state. 50 episodes. Make them like eight minutes long each. Yeah. So that when we need to leave my house, I can. they will cry less. Yeah. My child will cry less. That's what all the parents out here want. I talked to one of my Instagram friends and she said the same thing. She's like, it was way too fucking scary for my kids. Mm-hmm. All we want is something that has nice background music that is like, if I want to read my book, yep. it would be good background music and not be too loud. And it won't be too scary for my kid. I was so mad. Gosh. Um, Mufasa live action movie 2024. Nobody fucking needs this. Nobody wants any more of those live action fucking lions. Just Mufasa? origin story are we going back to the theaters to watch avatar the old one no i pre- read some interesting <laughs> threads about how avatar was one of like the most popular movies that left almost zero um pop culture footprint mm-hmm, it's true and someone's best proof was that there are only like 200 story uh fan fiction stories mm-hmm. about avatar that's impressive um which is the probably the smallest number i've ever seen there are so many niche things that have so much fan fiction written about them and yeah. like nobody could be fucking bothered for <laughs> avatar mm. um and then people were like but it made such a mark on the cgi world maybe but that's not the pop culture world yeah. like no there should not be more of those that if i could think of the biggest waste of money of anything in the whole world aside from elon musk's whole vibe the avatar sequels yeah would be it 
give us what we really want, which is Avatar The Last Airbender, but actually oh, good. You, you pulled that out, babe. Um, Glass Onion? Possibly the what? worst Onion. movie title of all time. I'm going to give you a minute oh, to see if you... Oh, thank you. I needed to do my 30 seconds about Heat Waves by Glass Animals. Sure. Who do they know or what happened? What do they have on somebody? What do they have on somebody? It's a fine song. It was a fine song when it came out. I'm pretty... I'm gonna... I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> when did Heat Waves come out? Let's see who can find it first. I have never heard a song stay on... It even stays on Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. It's berserk. It's berserk. They've paid off everybody. When did Heat Waves come out? 2020. June 2020. A sleeper hit. Four years ago. It's absurd. I I kind of get it coming back in the summer, but in Minnesota they played it every day, every hour. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Sorry, you said glass something, and I glass knew onion. I had something I had to get. Glass out. onion. What it's movie? It's a band. Would you guess? Nope, it's a movie. And I'm guessing the series that it's affiliated with, uh, or just what the plot it's a is. Sequel. It's a sequel. Yeah. Glass onion. A movie we saw. It's not a Harry Potter Dumbledore. No, although I wouldn't be so shocked. Um, a movie we saw that's going to have a sequel coming out. Yeah, it wasn't one we particularly Frozen liked. Frozen Three. No, Glass that would be a real weird title. <laughs> um, um, it, it does sound like it could be a Pixar Mary short. Mary Poppins though. Three. No, it's a, uh, it's a second. A second. Okay. Uh, did I like the first movie? It was fine. Do we talk about it in the podcast? I think so. Um, it doesn't really narrow it down. This is episode 109. How long ago did it come out? I'm going to say two years ago. Two years ago? We said we haven't... Se- we watched it at home? Yes. We did not see it in the theaters. Mm. Many people did. Tick, 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 boom, two, no. glass onion. Um, <laughs> my close. Definitely clothes. not. No. Um, 2019, sorry. And was it a movie that we had to pay for? Uh, Possibly. Um, you love making me guess for stuff. <laughs> You're so bad at it that it really, <laughs> it really just makes a me. A movie happy. that we watched. Oh, there's a couple where I remember being like, "Oh, I can't believe I watched this." Yeah. Um, I believe your parents saw it in theaters at least once. Ah, uh, Knives Out. Yes. Glass. Glass. Was onion. that a good? Was that a good hint? Yes, because that's like a movie that old people would go to see yeah. in theaters. Yeah. So the second one is called Glass Onion. Knives Out. Colon Glass Onion. Nope. Oh. Just glass onion. Okay. It's got that, like, weird vibe to it. Okay. Um, I... I still love, um, Whodunits at Heart. You do? Oh, absolutely. It's one of my favorite genres. Why don't you read mystery books, then? You really need to get into (sighs) mysteries. I think I should. If you like a whodunit... And, like, the Riley Sager ones, like, those have been... Even the ones I don't like, I still like. You should get into mysteries. Then you'll have something to talk to my mother about. She loves the mystery. She'll subscribe all the... Although she likes more, like, detective mysteries. See, that's the thing. is when I go through the books... Do you like cozies? I think I secretly do, yeah. Okay. Do you want to read that whole series, like, the chocolate chip murders? Like, the one that was on... um, My number one thing, if in the book description... Well, now I have two. Number one, if it says, from TikTok influencer author... (laughs) Okay, not reading that one. Number two, if it's a mystery and it says sergeant or detective oh nope i don't want to know about it from their perspective i mine is um like generational family saga i go yeah um or if it says the seat if they're like they have a secret it's like oh god um 
I am a little bit interested in Glass Onion, mostly because it has Janelle Monet in it and Katherine Hahn. Um, it has a weird cast. Yeah. And I think that um, What's His Face can really carry it, Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, my last upcoming thing is Great Bridge Bake Off, which we've already been watching. <laughs> so, although that is week by week, so I guess there is still more upcoming. Oh, no, I have one more. I lied. Um, Disenchanted. Yes, it's a sequel to Enchanted Correct. with Amy Adams. I knew about that. Correct. One. Um, if it seems a bit depressing, like let's just ruin all the happy stuff from yeah. that we made from before. But um, I'll probably watch it. Um, do you want me to t- to talk about books at all, or should I save that for next time? I think I think we're at a pretty good stopping point here. Okay. I'm proud of us that we got. We can call this the Thor and um, Heartstopper Heartstopper episode. Okay, did it, babe? We did it. We got two more lined up. You have to read a book, which is pretty easy for you. You read a lot of books. I, I'll try. Um, but our next episode will be good. We'll, we will leave plenty of time for severance. And um, and yeah, you got to read that book, I think. And we have to watch the other movie to do right. our other one. I guess, so. yeah. Whichever one happens first, we'll do that episode. We got to do severance next, though. We got to. So many feelings. All right. Um, we didn't actually do any of our segments. Good news and bad news mm-hmm. and children love the books. Well, we didn't do a book, I guess. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we're, we're back kind of, hopefully we'll be, um, a l- little bit more frequent. Mm. We'll, s- uh, no promises per usual, but if, if we keep getting sick and people stay away from us, it opens <laughs> up our calendar. Yes. Um, if you are still actually subscribed to this mm-hmm. and or randomly came to s- check if see if we have a new one mm-hmm. thank you we appreciate you we appreciate all three of our fans yep and um tell your friends and sometime in an episode soon maybe i'll talk about my brush with hollywood fame oh babe i don't think we're ready for that yet not yet just okay. sometime um like and subscribe mm-hmm. um check out book digits yep a book to just Instagram and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Okay. Peace out. Bye.